The process is black and white, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a wantrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin. something about myself here, Devin. And I don't know, let me ask you cuz you're a little older than me. What was do you remember the moment where you became the like get off my lawn guy? <laughs> like do you remember that moment? I mean, maybe I was a, a little bit always that guy. Okay. Part okay. Okay. Right. So like maybe yeah. there like, like I think first of all, I think that's always in you. Okay. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um there's a there's a and, and I think what it is is it's like uh it just grows in scope. Right? Yeah. So like get you start with like your get off my lawn is like a little it's a little thing and you're like a five year old and it's just like your teddy bear and your favorite GI Joe or whatever, right? And yeah, like those yeah. are your get off my lawn things, and then they, that that realm of stuff just expands. Yeah. Uh, and so now I'm fully entrenched in get off my lawn, right? <laughs> and I got get off my lawn like all over the place. Like I have it on my actual lawn, and then I have it on like like if somebody says something that's just like that I think is ridiculous, I'm just like get off my lawn, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> And, and and so I think it's just one of those things that like it starts you start with a little bit of it and then it just grows over time. That's what I think it is. Yeah, yeah. So the older you get, the more of it you get. Yeah, because I'm becoming, so I'm become that guy. And you know, get off my lawn is for anyone who's listening. It's it's a metaphor sure. for like you know my generation did it better type metaphor my you know you you young kids don't know anything yeah. you know that you know that, that both that. ways uphill and three feet of snow exactly it's that person sure. and there's many a ways to expose yourself as that person to to you know everyone else yep. and the first way and the easiest way i think like get off my lawn was probably like the first like metaphor for old right like like i remember being a kid like you know having those guys like legitimately having those guys and now it's become like a term but there's also a knee brace guy like double knee brace guy oh, like, double like, knee brace guy. yeah <laughs> when, when you you go to the gym you got the, mm -hmm. the double knee brace on you know uh, right. a guy which is usually an older guy who's very very protective of his you know his health and safety when he when they're playing like a sport you know there's just so many different tales right there's baggy jean guy now you know like like the kids see you know you're you're around our age or older you're dressing still like it's the 90s kind of like Allen Iverson is sure. still he's the baggy jean guy right. now they all have the narrow <laughs> the narrow pants yeah yeah. So, so as you know, I've been back playing basketball yeah. and I had a real experience where 
I had to my my the kids. So our generation calls it get off our get off your lawn, guy. Sure. The generation underneath us calls it the di- we're they're dinosaur guys. You know, so okay. so sure. like my that little cousin sense. will call me a dinosaur. Like, sure. yeah, yeah, that's dinosaur talk. You know, right? That, because because like you don't know about the video game or exactly you don't, you don't like a video game. Or I'll go, whatever. I'll go, man, like pass the ball, and he'll go, ah, you don't know, man, shut up. That's dinosaur talk. You know what I mean? Like dinosaurs pass the ball. Like we go get buckets around here. You know what I mean? That that's what you get. So I had my first moment. So you know how I'm doing the old and slow league on Sundays. Right, which has been a, which has been awesome, awesome. Like having so much fun, having a ball, best, like the most fun I've had playing basketball in a long time. Like I'm loving it. It's so fun. These guys are, you know, cutting, screening. They're doing everything. They're playing the game the right way. So yesterday, by the way, the right way is a subtle nod. Yes, let's get off my lawn. Yes, let's get off my lawn. Exactly. <laughs> so yesterday, I decided. To go to LA Fitness and play a little pickup basketball. Who's in there? Bunch of kids. First thing I get called is old head, you know. And they they told me I got a uh, I got a silky smooth game because they've never seen a mid range jump shot before. And uh, literally, they were in awe of this mid range jump shot. They they didn't know what this guy this like guy catching at the foul line and shooting shots without dribbling was like they it was it was they was unknown to them but i learned that i'm officially get off my lawn guy like yeah. i, well, I, I so li- you've also always wanted to be probably you, you yeah, have I, always I, wanted to be you've sort of always aspired to be an old head yes in, that's very true. in a way that is you know like very true like you 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 like to keep feet in both worlds but like you've always sort of aspired to be the 65 year old guy sitting out front of you know insert whatever location it is maybe it's the coffee shop maybe it's the barbershop maybe it's the but you've always wanted to be the bakery you've always you just want to be that guy you want no that's true that's true at the bakery, and i think maybe that's actually a a thing that you and i share in common yes because i might also a little bit want to be like the guy who sits outside at a coffee shop and just shoots the breeze yeah, dropping knowledge giving little tidbits yeah yeah making making jokes about what it was like like there's, yeah. there's a certain appeal to that you know what i mean that's true um, it's very yeah. true i've always found that, that appealing and i don't think yeah. that everybody necessarily does right? true you there and i have definitely there's the holding on there's the holding on guy which is oh, which yeah. is the baggy jean Allen iverson guy yeah i'm who, not the who won't embrace who, who's just holding on you know he'll be put in a casket with a baggy suit like that, that that's the that's that guy, and it's oh. but this yesterday. Oh man, it was so thick though. It's never get on. It never has been. I was frustrated. I left the gym. I stopped playing. You had fun. You didn't have fun. None. I stopped yeah. playing. I was like, yeah, so that's a that's a character flaw, man. That's a character flaw. We were talking about the character flaws that I have a little bit earlier, and this is a character flaw in you for sure. Is that like when you see the way it should be, you have a real hard time having it go another way. Oh, so hard. You ever and, and I, I remember Ben when we used to work together. You actually you still had a hard time then. You yeah. Had a hard oh time no, then. I when, still do. When people were doing it wrong, you'd be like. Ah, th- th- like, can I, and, and 
you eventually were able to scope it to let me just control the things that I can control. Yes. Eventually. And that's where I'm at now. Yeah. And, that, and that, you that. had to because, you know. There's no way of fixing had, it at all. And mm-hmm. you had a mortgage, right? Like, it, yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah. it was real easy. So it makes total sense that in the context of basketball, you were like, well, why are you guys doing it wrong? And you, you know, just couldn't, you just couldn't work it out. I left. Eventually, eventually. I didn't say bye to no, I literally like. perfect sense. We won perfect. four straight games. And I just stormed off. And I had le- enough. And you left annoyed. Yeah, I had enough. We were, win- we were winning. Yep. <laughs> and after the fourth game, I was Checks like, out. I am not doing this anymore. I'm out of here. I didn't say bye. I took my ball and I just left. And I'm like, totally that is the last out, time I go to that L.A. Fitness now I'm going all the way 30 minutes to Westchester because I know that there's some – I remember playing there in the past, and there's some – a little a little more there's old some, heads up in there. There's some guys who are looking yeah. to pick. They're looking to roll. Exactly. exactly. They want to pass. Exactly. They, they dribble with their head up. slide up when there's some penetration. Exactly. <laughs> they're going to look for somebody when they're driving and, and make an easy dump pass or slip pass. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna do all the right plays of thing. I got yes. so fed up with yes. having guys be wide open. Not even me, other guys be wide yeah. open, and, yeah. the and somebody kid, hero balls it. Yeah, or he just doesn't have his head up. And yeah. then, then I sound like the old guy real real because I'm in the gym and I'm like, pick your head up when you dribble. Right. Look, you got cutters everywhere. Look around. Pick your head up. What are you doing when you play defense? If someone's setting the screen, let, let's decide now. Are we switching? Are you going to hedge? Are we trapping? Like, what are we doing? And I know they were like, this dude is like, what are you? Do you want to coach us or you want to play with us? Like, what do you yeah. want to do? So I had to leave. I was like, oh, that's it. I'm, yeah, because they, they were playing like 21 full court basketball. Which that's, is exactly. a thing that, that's a thing that you could you can encounter when you go and you play basketball. People, yeah. Some people want to play 21 full court basketball, which is fine. It's just a weird game. I've never enjoyed that game. <laughs> I've, uh, I've 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 been in that situation a bunch of times, uh, yeah. and yeah, I've been like, why am I? Why are we playing this game? This is a exactly. weird game to play. I left the gym feeling like that's it. Yeah, I'm officially old. Yeah, man. Like I'm officially at a at an age where I gotta hang with my age group. You know, it's like you know how you tell the the old guys who there's old guys who always want to date young, and then like you you know. You, you you want to then there's the old guy who's like I'm looking for someone my age, you sure. know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. looking for someone. In, in the case of basketball, I'm looking to play with people my age. Like, like that's what. So I'm honestly, in the case of almost everything, I'm looking to play with somebody my age, and it doesn't yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with with like actual date age, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like I found that the kind of people that I work with. Right. The kind of people that I work really well with are people who are not trying to they don't have like they don't have like a fancy approach to stuff. Right. They Mm -hmm. value like completing things, finishing things, doing things well, having it be clean like they like all the stuff. And I mean, you've worked with me, so you know that like I like to put the thing where the thing goes. Yes. Yes. Very much so. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like keep it tight. Like those are like the things that I value. And that is an approach to the world that I appreciate and that I like. And I want to work with other people that exist in that way. And I assume that you're just kind of the same way, you know? Yeah, agree, man. Checks out, man. Checks out. Yeah, totally agreed. checks out. <laughs> but, oh, it was funny, though. It was definitely funny. 
it is. So uh, while we're on uh, that topic, before we get in the book, um, man, I had a so I'm feeling so much better. Um, I think it was everything that I needed was to get back out there and be active, right? Like, like it's everything I needed. And you know, before I stopped playing basketball, which was probably probably about like five years ago, honestly, is when I like cooled down, like playing on this consistent basis. And it's when I lost, I gained the most weight in that stretch. Mm-hmm. Like once I stopped playing basketball, I'm pretty sure I put on like 45 pounds, like mm-hmm. right away. And so it feels great. I'm also learning that I can pl- play a cautious brand of basketball which I was very much worried about. Like, I don't drive. I don't go in and crash rebounds when there's two people already in there. Mm-hmm. I, I I shoot nothing but jump shots. And literally, all I want to do is just run up and down. I'm yep. not here to, like, I'm not, I don't even dribble that much. I'm not yeah. trying to cross anybody over, none of that. Yep. It's just catch and shoot. Maybe I'll shoot off a curl. I play you want good to find defense. somebody that's that's about the same height and weight and stature as you, and the two of you are going to run up and back on the court together, and maybe you'll do some like crossing patterns. That's yep. about it. Yep. And I always used to make fun of the dude who had on literally like a copper fit bodysuit, but now I go to the gym. I got it all. I got the whole copper fit kit, man. I got copper fit socks. I got copper fit plantar fasciitis arch things. I got a copper fit meniscus uh, sleeve for both knees. Protection. You know, I got sure. the elbow copper fit elbow for tennis elbow and tendonitis. Sure. Sure. I'm in there. I'm garbed up. Like it looks like someone's mom dressed their kid for like you know some type of contact sport, and they're just they they're so f- fearful of them getting hurt. Like, yeah. I look like the most injury-prone player yes. ever. Well, you are. But, you are. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, at this age, yes. Yeah, and I'm taking every precaution. It's like, you should see me, man. It's funny. I'm like, I never never thought I'd be this guy. I'm yeah, the guys who play The guys who play basketball until they're 60, there's plenty of them, right? Yeah. But they figure out early that there's stuff they need to stop doing, right? And it doesn't mean they're not still fit. They can still jump. They can still do all those things, but they can't recover. And so there's like, oh, if I can't recover, I can't take certain risks if I want to continue an active lifestyle. Yeah. So yep. I'm doing it. You know, and I'm you know, and, and even uh even the eating, it's helped the eating. You know, I, sure. I didn't have the greatest week this week. In fact, I, I I take that back. It might have hurt the eating a little bit because now that I'm a little more active. I think I probably now you have an excuse. Yeah, I think I kind of took a little, you know, I I took I took a little little liberties, a couple more liberties, got a little loose, especially on Sunday after I work, Mm -hmm. after going playing ball, then working ten hours. Yeah, I took a liberty or two. Yeah, had 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 a had some choices that uh, yeah, I like to get back because I I kind of I kind of think um, we were talking about this the other day. I don't remember if it was on the show, but. I kind of think you should start weighing yourself. Yeah, actually, I I should. So here's the thing. I don't weigh myself. Um, 
and the reason I don't is because I get super obsessive about numbers. Um, and so if I'm like looking at a scale, I'm going to obsess. Real, I'll get obsessive really quick, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that you have that same kind of obsession about nah. like a, num- a number on a scale. Like I think you just mostly won't care. Pretty um, much. You do, however, get obsessive about winning and losing, right? Like you you have this like competitive edge. True. Um, and so I think that, you know, you've been like, this is a nut, you know, I want to weigh and you pick a number, right? I think you choosing a number that you want to weigh and then weighing yourself regularly. I don't care if it's twice a week or every day. I think it's going to help with that Sunday thing. I still don't think the Sunday thing really matters. As long as you're not drinking calories, I don't think it'll matter. But if you drink calories... There's yeah. no way. Oh no, we drank calories. There was there was there was a drink yeah. of calories for sure. Then, yeah, yeah, then you won't succeed. Yeah. Um, but I think I think really that's where you want to be. Is you want to yeah. be like just if you never drink calories and you do some exercise, you'll you'll do great. However, I think maybe you need that little extra piece of motivation. Because you have said like, yeah, I'm doing good and like you've you fixed, I think, maybe three quarters of the stuff. But you have you've had this sort of like floating one quarter of problems, right? <laughs> like twenty five percent of the time, twenty some amount, right? Yeah. That you're like, well, I'm doing good over here, but on this day I'm having this problem, right? Yeah. You need to fix that, and I think that might be an approach. What do you think? Yeah, no, actually, I think like, I think this is it. I've always been in the best shapes of my life is when it's not through the traditional forms of like fitness. Like I I just, I can't go in the gym and work out. Listen, I played so football. Boring. I did everything no, it's coming up. I can't. I was the guy who I was telling someone the other day, if you ask my football teammates, cause I've always been like, you know, naturally I've always just grew. And, and as long as I, played act i was active my body you know since i was like i don't know ninth tenth grade i started like forming a a man's body sure and i was you know like i was just getting bigger than everyone else you know and like there was like natural like muscular you know just that was just genetically how i was built and so as long as i stayed active all of that would stay intact and I would be, you know, bigger, stronger and faster than most of the people. And I remember once you stop co- being active, if you packed it on a little it bit, turned too. Into it turned into something it, different. It goes, exactly. goes the other direction. Exactly. So the coach for football, our weight training coach, used to like for he thought that like I was a weight room warrior cuz he would just come in and out, you know. So when he would be in there, I would grab something and like, you know, make it look like I was doing something. But literally, Devin all I did was curls the whole time. It was me and one other kid. And the teammates would be, like, busting out. I was like, yo, man, y'all going to do anything in there? And But when a coach would come in, he would look at us, too, because we were, like, just more developed than, than the other kids. And he would go, look at Lee, man. You guys need to start putting in more dedication the way Lee's doing it. Like, look at him. He's, you know, he's really putting in the work. And everybody would just be looking, rolling their eyes, like, are you kidding me? This dude has been on the curls 
Maybe he'll bench press, but he does nothing else. <laughs> and that's always been me when it comes to the gym. So the way that I, I'm going to have success is by continuing to just play more interactive, competitive sports. You know, it, and it really doesn't matter what it is. Like, you know, basketball is it right now, but it could be tennis, it could be handball. Just that competition is, is where the difference is for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely uh, loving this feeling. Like, playing basketball has made me want to work out more. You know, made me want to get on a bike more. It's made me do – like, it, it's, it's ignited a fire of, uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know what no. what do we what what is uh what do we make as men? Not estrogen. That's women. Testosterone. Testosterone. There you go. Like I, I think like it's like pumping out levels of testosterone that's been like laying dormant in me from just like standing around. Like something's happening. Dude, you are deeply, deeply unhappy in a in your physical life in yes. a way that you don't necessarily understand. Right. So same thing for me, by the way. Right. Um, Because like when when you're doing and it doesn't matter. Right. Like if you're playing basketball or running. Right. That's great. If you're lifting weights, that's great. If you're, you know, mountain climbing, whatever the thing is that you're into. Right. It doesn't it doesn't matter. But it's crazy. Like when when we started exercising. Right. And we had done like running and stuff like we had done stuff to try to like stay ahead of it right but we had never succeeded at anything right like we did a little bit of this or a little bit of that and you know when i was 20 to 25 we played basketball you know once once a week at least right Mm -hmm. um so like there were definitely periods where i was like more active but it was never coordinated right it was never like with the goal and then once we did like it it fully changes a bunch of your outlook on stuff right and you're just going through the exact same thing that, that everybody goes through, right? Where you go like, oh, like I, you meet those people and you're like, how did, you, how did you decide that you wanted to run a marathon? Like, that's a crazy decision. Like that's a crazy decision. And it's like, well, the reason I decided I want, is because I ran a mile. And I was like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> and then I ran five miles and I was like, oh, this is still fun. And then I just kept doing it. And then before you knew it, I was running a marathon, right? Like, that's kind of how that happens. And yep. like you've been, you've been missing that piece. You've been missing it, and you're, and you were a person who was active for so long, like so long. And then because of work and being and family, family. and parenthood yep. and a lot of stuff, right? That's good stuff, valuable stuff. That got turned off, and without you even knowing it, you were like sad and unhappy about your physical presence in the world, right? Absolutely. You didn't necessarily recognize it, and now that you're doing it. You're like, oh, that part of me that's been like, is actually sad. And now that I'm bringing it back to life, it's like, hey, here's yeah. the world again. And and it's like a drug. It's that's like what a, it feels like. It, dude, that's exactly ridiculous. what it feels like. I'm actually going to join the, the league for the old and slow league. I'm going to play in it. So uh, I'm going to just join on somebody's team and play in the league. So I'm looking forward to that. Like, that's like, I haven't played organized competitive basketball. Sure. Since high school. Well, and think about it. Like, it's going to be really easy for you to get on the bike and bike for 20 minutes on Wednesday because you're actually biking for Old and Slow League on Saturday or whatever, right? Because it all ties together. And it it awakens a great part of your life that's been missing. Totally. Yeah, I can't wait, man. It's it's been even coaching, all of these different things of, like, 
this year you can mark it like 2022 slash 2023 you know i'm finding myself again in yeah. in a way in in a different way you know like like from a business in and professionally i was able to kind of go through that when we started this sure and now it's morphed into something else where i'm i'm actually adding parts onto the career and in in the, the the business side of things now i'm adding like individual things into out. like how i'm building myself yeah that makes sense because yeah. you can't work really hard i think i think that this is actually one of the reasons that i like having projects right is that you can't really work hard in one area of your life and let another area flounder big time mm-hmm. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense to be like okay well I'm going to read a bunch of books about how to get good at, you know, starting a small business, or I'm going to pivot those books into something that's a little bit more leadership based so I can apply it in my everyday career. Like, you know, all that, you can't apply all that stuff and then be like, but also I'm going to leave this one area of my life sort of just messy. Like, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not, I don't think that that's how life works. True. True. Certainly isn't for me. Right. Like, yeah, no, you're 100% right, for sure. It, it, at the end of the day, you're going to want to just be better overall. You know, once once good starts happening in one area, it's contagious. Just like really bad. Just like when, you know, you're falling short in a bunch of areas, that's contagious. And it's real easy when you fall short to, like, have things snowball, mm-hmm. right? But that was a thing that like, I, I probably didn't learn until I was I'm probably still learning it a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Is that yeah. like it's really easy to snowball and it's not really easy to stem that tide. When stuff True. starts going wrong, you have to stand strong. It's it's a it's a hard it's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Well you remember a few weeks back we I talked about living aggressively. And how, like, most things that I do in my life, especially from a competitive standpoint, I am all about being aggressive. Like, you know, I'm I'm the go for the gusto. Like, we're going to get a knockout or we're going to get knocked out. Like, I'm, I'm Mr. Ultra Aggressive when it comes to competition. You know, I believe in apply pressure and make the opponent have to make all the decisions. You know, the more you can do that, the the more comfortable I feel, you know, getting competition with someone. Sure. You know, like, so I talked about it in my physical life where I just felt like I was not being aggressive. You know, like I, I was, everything was, I was just letting everything come. Now, fast forward to a month later, I feel like I'm being aggressive. And it's helping. I feel like I'm being aggressive. I feel more aggressive now. It's bleeding into other areas right now. Just, just, just off of these two weeks, you know, like, like I'm just energized and I'm just, so my goal personally right now is to just stay aggressive. Don't, don't, don't slow, stay aggressive. That's That's why I wanted to add a second day. That's why I was like, all right, I'm gonna play Sunday morning and and then i'm actually going to try and play monday night even if i don't play a lot 
even if I don't go Monday night or, or either one of those days, I'm not like going overboard. As long as I'm just running, yes. let's just run. And then maybe I can get a, a Thursday night in there. Right. You know or, what I mean? or a, or a Thursday morning, yeah. you go down, you go down to the court nearby and you just take a hundred shots. Exactly. Exactly. Just, just taking a hundred shots exactly. is like, that's, you know, because before you know it, you're chasing your own rebound. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. it doesn't take, it doesn't take long before yeah. you run and chase it. So I'm living, like I'm, I'm trying to live aggressively and, you know, even looking at the business side of things, I'm, I'm, I'm me and the, me and my wife are having the same conversation about trying to be aggressive and that doesn't mean spending a bunch of money and doing it. Cause that's not a great, that, that says nothing about being aggressive. That's foolish. That's a foolish. Exactly. Being aggressive is like, we're having this brunch that, that she's doing, uh, for, you know, many cakes and more that, that business venture that we're working on. And it's a, it's a brunch fundraiser on a Saturday before mother's day. And you know, it's $50 a ticket. And it's, it's, we got, we rented out a venue that costs us like 200 bucks, has a nice kitchen. You know, it, it's, it's right in our town and in media. And, um, she's like, oh my God, what if no one comes? Or what if we only get 30 people? Or what if we only get this? And I'm just like, you know what? This is the moment to be aggressive. Let's do it. It's not going to, we're not going to lose any money doing this. You know what I mean? Like we already know. Well, you're not going to lose any money that's meaningful either. And you're exactly. And we're not putting. It isn't like we just spent a thousand dollars on this venue. You know, it's like two hundred bucks. You know, on the venue. It's the worst thing that's going to happen. Exactly. Two hundred bucks. Um, You've set fire to two hundred dollars in way worse ways. Just yesterday, I bought a, <laughs> a, a, a Moses Malone jersey. Like, yeah, it's getting ready for my sixers craziness. No, I didn't need that. <laughs> yeah, they're doing their 75th anniversary jerseys right now. So I bought the Moses Malone one, Mitchell and us. But, yeah, I didn't need it. And we blown, we blown money all the time. And I'm like, well, here we have a chance to cost us 200 for the venue. We're going to sell enough or, or raise enough money to pay for the food. Everything after that is just golden. There, there's a chance to be aggressive, and let's just say a hundred people come. Well, that's five grand. It's only going to cost us fifteen hundred to put this on. If a hundred people come, which hey, maybe, you know, is it likely? Probably not. But is it possible? Absolutely. With the size of my family, the size of your family, sure. the connections we have in the town, the people that want to help, and I was like, and on top of that, we'll just accept donations. If you can't come. Or you feel like fifty dollars is too much? If you want to support a fundraiser of us raising money for the food truck for you to have, you can just cash app us twenty bucks, ten bucks, sure. five bucks. You know yeah. what I mean? Like all, all of that is acceptable, and it's just a way to say to the world, like, listen, we have something. We're out here. We want to do something. You know, we would love to have our, our warm market and our in, in the warm market of the people from our warm market. We would love your support to help us launch Dude, this. It's a thousand true friends playbook. There's not, that, there's nothing exactly. to this. Exactly. And that's what I was telling us too, is we're about the, the biggest thing from this 
is we're going to find out how many actual fans do we have. And so That's how many more do we need? Part. And how many more do we need? Because let's just say no one comes. Is it the best time now to go invest money in a food truck when you saying you're having something and no one shows up? You know what I mean? Like, like did we do enough work to establish enough fans to maintain? You know what I mean? So, like, maybe it's something where we might got to go to the drawing board. We're not speaking to our audience well enough, and we might need to adjust the messaging or whatever. So this is a good opportunity also to learn if there is a loss here, to learn where it's going wrong. So, it, you know, it's pretty awesome. She's a little, you know, worried and you know, tad bit scared of the results. And I'm just like, we're not at the true process fashion. We're not here for the results. We're here for the process. And we're here to do this thing, be aggressive, and get some get some answers. You know, we're here to get some answers. I just sent you the uh, Kevin Kelly essay, right? The Thousand True Fans essay. So you can go, you can send it to Ash and be like, here, read this. Cause that's what it is. Yeah. That's the playbook you're going for, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's good. By the way, the domain Mini Cakes and More is available on on Google. So, like, I'm not. Sure. If, we buy that now. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, you know, it's twelve dollars to buy a website for the year, right? Yeah. So, like, it, it's straightforward. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Like, you know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's not. There's nothing to it. So, go ahead, buy the domain and. uh you know, um, maybe we could set something up. I got a couple of guys that I'm working with um, who are, you know, junior guys trying to, like, get into the field. Um, so maybe we can maybe we could set you up with somebody to make this, like, just, like, a nice, chill homepage, right? Nothing yeah, nothing fancy. It won't be permanent. No, nothing that you could do much with, right? But just, like, a here's my email, and... You know, here's a picture of some cakes and, you know, a landing page. Just like, just something like yeah, that. Yeah, a landing page. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't need a, you don't need a Shopify site for this, right? It's just a, somebody Googles you show up kind of thing, right? It's a good idea. And, uh, yeah, I got a couple guys that I know that can probably help you guys out. All right. You know? uh, no, we'll definitely, I'm going to text her this and we're going to get, we're going to go ahead and purchase that Google domain. Yeah, because even that's something we talked about. We should just do it. It's, it's 12 bucks. Just do it just in case, you know. Yeah. Do it for now. Just you well, know. if that's the if that's the name, yeah, it's a good just name. Do it. yeah, it's a good just name. Do it. Just get yeah. and go get the name on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all the yeah. places. Yeah, and YouTube, right? It's just like these are you know the blocking and tackling stuff that you have to do. This is a good point. You know that's, what I mean? That's, like we, that's it. The blocking and tackling, right there. That's all. That's all it is, right? Getting a domain on Google costs you twelve dollars. Getting the name on TikTok is free. Yeah. I, don't, I don't actually know because I've never used TikTok. But well, I think <laughs> cost now that that it sounds yeah. like uh, yeah. yeah yeah I don't have any idea how e TikTok e works. Elon's uh, yeah. charging. I think only people eight, who are making money or something, right? Isn't it for know. people who are making money? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. but Elon's charging some some rate. <laughs> I don't know who it's for, but he's charging a rate. But like, make it a thing. Make you know, I mean, like, make it professional. Make it make it nice or don't make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. No, nah, that's a good that's a good move, man. That's exactly So hey, what, what do you think uh extreme ownership? To yeah, touch on so, the, touch on this now now that so, we finished that up. Yeah. So um it you know, it, it's it's my type of book. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's it's like 
it's my type of book. I'm actually going to. I was told that he has a book before this one. Okay. That is that is like was the that's the first book, and it was what allowed him to like jump onto the scene. Okay. And it's what like made him like you know the the the, the I guess the the name that because he he's now. like he's like an he's like an influencer. Like he's he's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, got a so, podcast, a bunch of books. He's yeah, you know, he's yeah. Famous. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig in. I, I just like his demeanor. I like the way that he talks about it. You know, I, I like his accountability. You know, and and even that to me is what he's teaching more of. You know what he kind of rem, reminds me of, and it, and it's it's two different things, but the the his truth and Breed Brown, Breen Brown. Yep. Her truth when it comes to um, um, Shane and how she speaks on Shane. To me, he's kind of bringing that same element, but speaking on accountability. You know what I mean? Like they both have these like, they're giving you these tools and these principles to kind of tackle two very difficult areas in, in life. Far, we just talked about it earlier, where as humans, Forget ages, forget generations. Just as humans, we struggle with dealing with shame and accountability. And those two things tend to get blurry. They get confusing with one another. Some people like, you know, 100%. place accountability when it's actually shame that someone's trying to accept. You know, all, all that type stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I think this book was just an awesome accountability book. Yeah, at work right now, I'm, um, the place that I work, they're they're not the the culture is is pretty sick right now, right? Um, for a lot of reasons, they're they're reasons that normal cultures get sick, right? Um, and I get it, and I'm not you know I'm not feeling any particular type of way about it, but it is interesting to see, right? Because I'm just a contractor, so it doesn't none of it affects me, <laughs> right? Like I'm here to do a job, I'm just doing the job, right? Um, and that's the role they want me to play, so that's the role I'm playing, right? They don't want me to get involved. They just want me to come in, do the job, and I'm fine with that. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But I'm watching, and you can see, like, kind of what you nailed, right? Which is the the Brene Brown shame, fear, like, uh, stuff, and the ownership stuff where, like, Anytime anything remotely negative happens, everyone is like jumping at the opportunity to say that it's their fault. And I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, the one of the interesting things is like in this, it wasn't in, in none of his examples were, were people looking to like place blame, right? What they were looking to do is like find the root cause and make sure that they were, you know, that they had the right approach against the root cause, right? Mm -hmm. and maybe it was a story where they were, like, looking and seeing a different sniper in the window, right? <laughs> and they were like, we don't know who this is, and, like, trying to get sure. But there was nobody placing blame in that, that whole story. They don't place blame not once. What they do is they have best practices for triple-checking the information and being sure and communicating and everybody knowing their role and trusting what the other person is telling you. That is extreme ownership. It's yeah. not saying, oh, this almost happened. It's my fault. Mm -hmm. Or People it's so, someone else's fault. Yeah. 
or it's someone else's fault, right? Neither of those things are extreme ownership, right? Nope. It's extreme ownership is what's the process? Am I double checking? Mm -hmm. Am I triple checking? Did I do it right? Am I communicating correctly? When when there's a problem with the people, what the people up top know, is my communication up? Great, because my communication up is great. If they don't know, it's my fault because my communication up is not great, which is very, very different than they didn't understand, oh my gosh, it's my fault. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, those you know, two things are super different. People miss that. I'm glad you said that because yes, that that is not, it, so he started the book off, chapter one, where he explains, you know, you have to take responsibility for everything, yep. right? And when you're the leader. But then he stopped. Like, after that, he had, like you said, he had no more conversations about, hey, you're the leader, own it. Hey, you're the leader, own it. Hey, this went wrong, own it. Hey, this went wrong, own it. That's From there, it he went on to teaching you. Okay, here are the solutions. Here are the situations that have came up in my leadership, you know, situations that has I've took into the world with me on how to make sure that doesn't happen again. Correct. And that's been, you know what I mean? And that's been, it's like, and it, it was nice when he got to the final part. Now he's teaching you the most important lessons, which is the plan. It's basically all communication. But, you know, the plan and just the importance. Like, he even said it. And I I resonated so much with this when he was like, when I first got into, you know, being a commander, uh, you know, or got into being a Navy SEAL, he would always go like, man, what's the point of this plan? Like, this is unnecessary work. Like, what are we doing? How don't, how don't you know the plan? Like, why do I have to put together this plan? Until he had to do it. And then he realized, like, oh, it's not for me solely. It's so that everyone is on the same page. And everyone knows that, hey, when the guy comes down and goes, hey, there's, there's, you know, mimes, I guess, is what they are, buried in the ground. There's a, there's a, 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 a shooter posted with uh, a machine, you know, gun right by the door. Like, that, we can say back to that guy that, hey, Thanks, Devin. We've already planned for all of that. Yep. Here, here, it doesn't change the mission because we've already accounted for all of that. Yep. You know what I mean? Like having that plan, it, that, I'm glad you said it because that is very important because sometimes even when I talk about the book, I, I once told, you know, one of my, one of the people that I'm leading is that, hey, when you make it to, you know, as you work on your career and you want to get to the level that I'm at, you're going to have to basically just in, in order everything that you tell someone to do. It's in your best interest that they get it done. So if you ask someone to do something and they say to you, Vernon, if you if I can do that, if you make sure that the information is here versus all the way, I don't know on the right side of the room. Like if, like if you put it on the left side, Vernon, I'm going to do it every time. But if you put it on the right, sometimes I never look right. So I'm going to miss it. No matter how ridiculous that request is, when you are the leader and you need someone to do something for you, it's your job to put the ball in their pocket. If they like it high, put it high. If they like it yep. low, 
put it low because it only benefits you for them to be set up in the best in the most success as possible dude that and that, that's it that part is so true the other piece that's so true is and he says it he says it like three times in the book he's like he's talking to and usually it's the application to business part right um, mm-hmm. and he and he'll be like talking to the sales leader or whatever the sales leader will be like i can't believe that they're making us do this thing and he'll be like well do you think that their goal is to run the company into the ground? Exactly. And that and the sales leader is always like, well, well, definitely not. And he's like, so, so where are they coming from? What is their goal? What, what, what are they trying to get you to achieve? Why are they asking you to do this? And like, as soon as you put like the tasks in those contexts, it's actually the exact reason that I'm like just a contractor. I'm here to be a contractor at my job right now. Right. Mm-hmm their goal for this for my role is to have somebody who implements the, the tasks they don't want somebody who questions the tasks or you know it doesn't they don't want any of that they just want somebody who implements the tasks that's what they need from me so that's my role <laughs> you know what i mean and like that is a version of extreme ownership now that's like a complicated thing when you maybe want to do more or want to impact or these but like if they need this thing for the role, they wouldn't have asked for that. They didn't need it. And they know. They got a plan. Trust the plan. Trust the plan. Totally. You know? Because it's, it cra- it's a crazy thing, man. Yeah. Because, you know, people, when they hear the plan, they think everyone goes immediately to the thought of this individuality. Oh, I don't need that. I can do it without the plan. Mm-hmm. And I constantly tell my leadership team all the time, like, yo, it's not, it's not, it's not really for you. Like it's for you, but it's, but it's not really for you. Like, sure. You can get this done without the plan, right? Probably four of you guys can, but you know that you're leading 30 other people. Yep. If your plan is, if the plan is constantly different, you're causing those 30 other people to, to not be able to develop at the rate that they could if the plan was the same or close to the same at least yep. more consistently or reliable or reliable whatever, the thing whatever is. it yep. is you know it's like uh you know it's like in basketball where you know i was arguing with somebody over the weekend i'm like they're like man why are rotations so so like why is some guys play and then all of a sudden they're out of the rotation and then and then now someone's new in a rotation and then they don't go right back to that guy. Like, they don't evenly distribute it up. I'm like, because it's a rotation. And you need to have some consistency so guys can understand what their role is. And it's, and it's not like, hey, all right, this day is going to be you and that day is going to be you. No, you got to establish roles and, and, and consistency. And you got to live with the ups and the downs until it doesn't make sense anymore. And then someone else shows that they deserve to be in that role. So that's when you might move to the bench and or the someone needs else change. gets a shot. Yeah, you got to change it. The need, if the needs change, you know, like the, that's one that you, you see in, a, in sports a lot, right? Like you see like, oh, so-and-so played Wednesday and they, you know, they got 17 points and four assists. They had a real great game in you know in not a lot of minutes and like look at what a contributor they were and then they sat the next two games yeah 
Yeah. Like, well, yeah, but did you look at their matchup the next two games? Did exactly. the, did the same guys play? Like, that's it. That's a tough part about you know when you when you apply that same sort of idea to business, right? You go like, well, <laughs> you know, sure, this person's great in this context, right? But if I if I bring this person who's really great with customers in at four a.m. to do a bunch of you know heavy lifting, um, I don't get the re- same outcome. I don't get this great outcome. Right. Of, I don't get this value from them. So, you know, it's a, it's a complicated, just like everything, man. As soon as you start learning about it and trying to do the best job you can, you go like, wow, this is a lot more nuanced and tricky than I thought. I got nothing more to say. That was a great All right. Well, then in the meantime, Vernon, where can people find us? You can find us at 24. Oh, man, I did it again. At the process is black and white dot com. And they can search us on all their social media platforms at the process is black and white. And we'll come right up. All right, man. I'll talk to you next week. All right, bro. Have a good day, man.